Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. I'm Jenny. And it is a lovely, warm evening here in Southern California, and we are happy that you are here. Uh, we can see we've already got some comments coming in. Hi, Mike. Hi, Angela. And uh, we are glad you are all here tonight for a fun Disney filled. I don't think there's anything non non Disney tonight, is there? Not, Sometimes not we go. officially. Yeah. I mean, we've still got time. That's okay. And but it's all parks. Uh, it is. It's all parks tonight. That's kind of fun too. Um, because there is lots of parks news, and I think we're just going to do it chronologically, um, which makes sense in my brain sometimes. But uh, let's start I'm, I'm right off with what we've uh, we've seen and we've done so far, and that is the downtown Disney District is now open. Um, well, it's a phased reopening, they're calling it, but for all intents and purposes, uh, it is open, and uh, Jenny is showing... I'll just model my Marceline's bag. <laughs> showing treats. off her treats. And uh, so we have all now experienced the phased reopening of the downtown Disney district. Um, first off for the first question is, I wanna know from each of you, how did you feel about in like a word or two, your downtown Disney experience? Hot. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was, it was like 96 degrees. Okay. So hot. <laughs> uh, but it was very maybe. warm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I felt very safe, honestly. Okay, safe. And Katie, how'd you feel besides hot? I, I said safe. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I, I heard the kind of like giggle safe, so I wasn't sure if that's what you said. But all right, so yeah, okay. Um, I think Jenny has experienced the most of downtown Disney of any of us, because you've gone in World of Disney, you've gone to Marceline's, you've gotten Wetzel's Pretzels, you've gotten Starbucks. I think we've all gotten Starbucks, to be completely honest, because... How can you daps cap without Starbucks? Um, so talk a little bit about what your first experience, because you were there opening day, pretty close to opening. You weren't quite right on the dot, but close enough. I wasn't with the really, really, really hardcore people. Yeah, so you were at phase two, we're gonna say. Yeah. And, um, but it was also some of the busiest times that we've seen over the weekend was while you were there. How did it feel? How did things flow? Um, how was it getting into World of Disney, stuff like that? Uh, I got there around 11, and when I went through all of the security, it was, there was no line. So I walked straight up to get my temperature, walked straight through the canine check, which the dog followed me and it scared me. But that's just because <laughs> all dogs love me. I like it's true. no and, dogs. And all dogs like, go all ahead. All dogs love me. Yeah. And then same thing, I walked straight through security. So okay. I had no line. Cool. And then and then what'd you do first? And then I walked in and I looked around and I went, <sighs> it was just so happy. Is this like the end of Wizard of Oz when she's back home and she's all happy? A little bit. Okay. That's, that's just bit. what I was imagining. Uh, talk about your World of Disney experience. How was that? Um, so I, I did the virtual queue, which was a very easy experience. Just walked up to a cast member. They take down your phone number. You receive a text message um, that says, this is us. We'll text you when you can come back. And then I went and kind of roamed around for a little bit, did a DAPS cap, um, definitely spun around in the Esplanade like Maria and the Sound of Music in the Hills. Beautiful. Singing. Said hello to my brick, looked at the parks. Um, and then when they text you, you get back in line and um, they check you off. And then there is marks on the ground every six feet. 
And basically, as soon as the group in front of you moves, you move to the next mark and the next mark. And once I got back in that line, once I received my text message, it only took like five or so minutes to get in. That's not bad. How was it inside? Um, it was it was good. Like from the videos I saw early in the morning with all the people like. Well, I think that's what everybody's places. worried about. Yeah, it was not like that at all. I felt like there was a lot of space. There weren't a ton of people in there. And I would just, I will, I will patiently wait if somebody is looking at something and I would like to look at it. And I didn't feel like anybody came and crowded me. Cool. And I, I really think you hit on something there is um, patience is the name of the game for the foreseeable future with any place, but particularly Disney, which um, we're not always known for as Disney fans. But um, it's not just a courteous thing. It's a safety thing now. And um, I had similar experiences, and I think Katie did too, we can talk about, is when we were in downtown Disney, people, for the most part, did keep their distance, and there wasn't too much crowded go crowding going on. And, uh, and what was, I guess we could start with the entrance. What did you think about the, the temperature checks? And Katie, you can hop in here. I really liked the temperature checks. Uh, I thought that they were, I was very surprised that it was actual like Hogue hospital employees. Yeah. That was kind of uh, cool. It, it's very like, you feel a sense of reassurance. Uh, and they're also very kind. Like our girl was like, hi, I'm Christina. Like, I'm just going to scan your temperature really quick. Uh, she was a total sweetheart. <laughs> like, you're totally good. Have a great day. And I was like, thank you. Uh, did any of you want to know what your temperature was? I wanted to ask. I did too. <laughs> but then I thought I, I thought they might not like remember very quickly. They might just be like, oh, cool, it's under this. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, and if you're in the comments, feel free to share your experiences going to downtown Disney as well as we continue to talk about this. So then we went past the dog into security, uh, the security checkpoint. How'd you feel about that, Katie? Uh, I do like that they send you to a number. Uh, yeah, that was cool. So there's no like, uh, I picked the wrong security line. Uh, you go to a number. Uh, I did have a purse, and I was very unsure of what that was going to be like because, uh, you know, before they would put your hands in your stuff. Uh, and so they just kind of had a stick and they kind of poked my purse, uh, which all I had in my purse was my wallet. And so I was ready to like open that, but they were just like kind of poked around my pockets and they said okay you're fine bye uh and then i walked through the thing and i walked through uh i realized with my phone in my pocket oh really uh, but that didn't seem to be a giant issue cool. i didn't get yelled at so interesting and yeah. uh paul from window to the magic discovered that his was 99.4 so there we go. Apparently, you can find oh, out what the temperature was. Yeah, I know. That's like a new game now, huh? <laughs> uh, so what do you think, if anything, they could do better with Downtown Disney? Um, or do you think they did everything they could do? I already, like, because I went on Monday as well, I already saw, like, more things added like there were more umbrellas for people to wait in lines like because when you have to wait to go into Marceline's yeah. it's usually a huge line and so they put more umbrellas and on Monday there was no virtual queue for World of Disney it was just a line so it went all the way out to like the ticket booth area mm -hmm. 
And it was basically like when you would move, they don't have markers out there, but they have umbrellas. So you just like your next mark is the next umbrella. So you're always standing in the I shade like where there are no trees, like until you get to the like right. area for the trams. So I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed that on the planters, they put marks that are six feet apart, actually. And it says, do not sit in this area. So yeah, that was good. People socially distance because that was not there like the first day. So. Uh, Mary Penguin is asking, were there any service dogs in downtown Disney? Did you see some, Katie? I did. Uh, I think I saw two service dogs, uh, which I actually pointed out. I thought it was very fascinating. When you go through the canine tent, uh, there is a sign that says, please alert a cast member if you are accompanied by a service animal, uh, which I've never seen signage in that uh, variation before <laughs> so I thought it was very interesting do you suppose part of it too is now you're in much more closer proximity to the service dog whereas before they were kind of just walking out around the entrance yeah. walkways and there's a lot more space well I, I think that um, I'm not even going to get into this debate but I do think that there is a, a major difference between service dogs and emotional support animals um, and I think that emotional support animals wouldn't necessarily handle that situation quite as well as a service dog would uh and so i think that that's an important distinction because there is a giant risk to the handler and the canine yeah. if a dog can't handle that situation well that's so true. i think i think that it's a really uh necessary piece of signage and i'm glad that it's there okay uh so final question on downtown disney is uh obviously numbers aren't where people would want them to be yet uh is this a place that you should go or should you not go should you stay home um, what would you say to people who are like, hmm, I'm thinking about going to downtown Disney? So here's my thing. And I'll, I'll get into this. You do not need anything at downtown Disney. There is nothing at downtown Disney that is essential to your life. Though at the end of the day, uh, and Mr. Daps, I know you and I specifically have talked about this. I feel much safer at downtown Disney than I do at Target. My local target is not enforcing masks um, and people aren't social distancing. Uh, people are taking off their masks to make phone calls. Uh, I get run into at my local target constantly. Uh, but the difference between my local target and downtown Disney is that I like need to buy toothpaste. <laughs> I need to buy shampoo. Um, I guess I don't need to, I guess I could survive without those things, but I don't think that, um, I don't think anyone would really be a big fan of that. Um, but I think that if you are going to go to downtown Disney, I think that it's incredibly safe. Um, I, I feel this weird conflict where I'm like, I don't need this beer jersey. I don't need the Starbucks there. But I feel like by going there and making that choice, uh, I am well protected. Okay. Jenny, what do you think? I don't... It's hard because I I liked being there just because it's the closest we're getting currently to a yes. park being open. Um, do I think it's a, I don't think it's a place you should go hang out at for hours. I think yes. if you wanna like go in, you wanna do a little bit of shopping, you wanna get, you know, treats. Um, it's something to do, but I wouldn't, I can't, I don't think you should like, yeah, literally just go hang out there to hang out there. For hours that, and hours and that hours. That seems weird to me. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think you're you're right on, and I also think there's levels of of um, risk involved with everything right now. But even with Downtown Disney, and while they're doing a safe job, there's an inherent risk anytime you're around other people, and and so I I think it's almost more of a question of is the risk worth it in your head? And yes, it's probably the safest place in Southern California outside of staying home. Um, but then it's it's like, well, what are the risks you're willing to take to do that and um when you're not like what are you going home to what are you going like are you going anywhere anywhere else what are the risks there as well that you have to take into to consideration and uh you know for some of us like my family doesn't live anywhere near me um and and i'm just not like i'm purposely avoiding anybody that could be remotely at risk for their sake uh, more than mine just because i want to make sure that i'm not inadvertently causing any issues and i'd feel really bad about that but um but i think there's a level of yes it feels safe no it's not essential obviously and uh and so you have to kind of weigh that balance is is it worth it um for what potentially could happen and and there's the argument too that you have to live life and uh and i see that argument being taken to extremes either side and and we tend to take a more moderate middle ground approach of like yes we live life but we also play it safe a little bit and um and so it'll be interesting to see how this moves forward and how things happen as um as the health situation develops and and i think we all hope that things you know just people wear their masks and things get better i read somewhere that if 80 percent of people wore their masks um this thing would be pretty much gone in six weeks which if that science is accurate like just wear your masks um <laughs> please even if it's not it's probably going to help so wear your mask but um uh looking in here uh mary penguins asking are the vendor trucks there still no they are not there's no vendors trucks um there is the what's the place in front of asian Street? yeah that one that yeah. one is there but that's not really a truck that's like a permanent thing yeah but, uh yeah so that's there and uh so yeah if you're gonna go be cautious be safe and um and really be considerate of other people because i think actually that's the thing it's kind of like when you're learning to drive and your parents are like well i'm not worried about you it's everybody <laughs> else driving too and really like you yeah. have to make sure you're not the everybody else and and that you're helping out and then i think uh and then i think that will create a safer environment and and really like if if you don't have any real reason to be there uh you know don't go there every single day after school or you know whatever after work um you know balance it out so that people can have have their turn too and it doesn't get too full and I we love parking has been a parking has been uh filling up almost every day on the weekend so if yeah. you can go during the week because it'll be much less busy I'm assuming Friday through Sundays, parking is going to run out every day um, for the foreseeable future. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm just assuming that's going to happen. All right, let's move on over to the other coast where Walt Disney World has reopened Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom. And tomorrow they will be opening Epcot in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And uh, so we've been watching these stories and covering them on dapsmagic.com. You can see videos and lots of pictures and all that fun stuff. Um, what do you think so far of the reopening from what you've seen? Um, what's your big picture feel of how it's going? Um, I think that for the most part, it's going very well. Uh, but I think that the misses that are happening are some decent sized misses. Um, but I will also say that Disney has done a very good job of recovering from those misses. Um, 
like I'm thinking specifically of there is a photo of it rained and what does everyone do when it rains? They go under archways and they hide. And so it was literally a uh, um, not a very large square of pathway with everyone crammed underneath. Yeah. Uh, and that was from the first day. And I think that Disney is learning and they are they are seeing these things as they happen. Um, I still hold to what I said last week, that it is one of the safest places in central Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that mask compliance is great. Um, every picture I see, I see people wearing masks. And I know that that might not be the case for the most part, but from what I am seeing, uh, I'm seeing a lot of that. Uh, again, Disney World isn't essential, but I also think that between Universal Studios, Studios Orlando and Walt Disney World, that's 100,000 people that need a job. Yeah. Um, and so I would rather them be as safe as possible and have a job to go to, um, especially with the $600 unemployment being out at the end of the month. I would rather them be making money in a very safe environment. Cool. What do you think, Jenny? Um, I've been watching one of my friends is there. So I've been like, talking to him about it and watching his uh, social media on it. And everything just feels like there's nobody around. Yeah. So like he's like very, very few times have I seen in his photos that like that he can even see people. He did a little time lapse of, I think, going through um, whatever the Pandora ride is. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't been to Disney World, y'all. We we uh, okay, someday, people that have been to Walt Disney World call it that Pandora ride. Great. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so like he's told me that he feels very safe, and he is someone who, uh, as soon as all of this started, I feel like he started quarantining before it was mandated. Okay. Wow. So, um, but he he's a Disney World kid. And, you know, he was just like, I want to go and I'm going to try and see how it is. And he's been going every day and he says that he feels really good. And so I take his opinion very, very much to heart because I think if he did not feel it, he also like was like, tell me about downtown Disney. Like, how do you feel? Like, so we've been having yeah. a lot of conversations about that. And yeah, I see people in masks. I see people um, staying, you know, in their groups, you know, like you can tell like with their families, not crowding other people so i think that sounds delightful don't we all wish that sometimes when we're at disney I, that, like nobody would be near us yes i actually think this <laughs> might be one of the best times to be at walt disney world assuming it stays as safe as it looks and and that's the real trick like um because you're totally right it seems like there is nobody there um i was looking at videos of animal kingdom yesterday i think it was um with our friends over at mouse steps and like Denise got this gorgeous picture of Pandora and there's absolutely yeah. nobody in it. And I'm just like, this is a photographer's dream. Like get Disney pictures with nobody in them and not have anybody bothering you at the same time. Like that's, that's fantastic. Um, because usually the, the curse is, is the moment you bring out the camera. Somebody's like, Hey, can you take my picture too? And, and yes. I love doing that, but I can't tell you how many pictures we miss because we're like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll take your picture. And it's always really fun and it be, ends up being great. But um, <laughs> sometimes you just need that moment where you like, like there's another picture of Merida with the castle behind her um, at Magic Kingdom. And I was just like, that is a killer shot that you normally would have to wait hours for to get a parade and it'd be packed with people. And there's literally nobody else in the shot. 
And uh, so I just think in general, the the foundation of the phased reopening that they have looks ridiculously safe to me. Like, um, and it, it seems like they've done a really good job of setting themselves up for success. Katie's right, there have been a couple of, of misses that have happened, but it seems also like Disney's recovering almost instantaneously in fixing those. I know they had a, yeah. a main gate entrance issue on opening day um, where there's just too many people in one place. And it's, from what I understand, within 45 minutes, maybe even less, it was fixed. And yeah. uh, and so I love seeing how, how uh, I almost want to say flexible Disney's being, which you don't see very often, but they're, they're really adapting very quickly. And another thing they did is they opened up a bunch more um, of the Disney pass system, park pass system um, for annual pass holders, because it looks like, I guess there must be open slots. And um, so it was looking for a while, like annual pass holders wouldn't be able to get into the parks till mid October or mid August, excuse me. And, um, and now it's almost immediately, but uh, yeah, it's really interesting to watch how it's going. Um, I'm curious. I think the one I'm the most curious about is Epcot. Um, I think everywhere else is probably a little bit more natural to stick with social distancing, keeping your masks on all of this stuff. Epcot is an eating park. And if you're going from booth to booth for uh, food and wine, <laughs> you're probably going to have your mask down because you're going to be eating. So I'm curious if they're going to have like eat at the table and don't walk or uh, like, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that goes tomorrow. And that's something I'm going to be watching for as, as I'm following uh, uh, the opening coverage of some of our other friends at other sites. I know Lou Mangiello is planning on being there tomorrow. And I, I think he will be a very good uh gauge of how that's going as we follow him on his social medias and stuff so um do you guys have any thoughts on the reopening of, of epcot and disney's uh hollywood studios tomorrow i really like the princess cavalcade they're doing at epcot that is cool it's uh very not epcot <laughs> and i love it <laughs> uh the video that i saw it's uh, a whole new world katie <laughs> don't you uh, remember the end of epcot forever that was, yeah, well, yeah, well, just, you did. just showing it. They just didn't know. It's true. Uh, I thought it was very funny. Uh, one, I think it's sad that the drummers in Japan are gone. That happened before all this. Uh, but so one, you don't hear the drummers in Japan. And then two, there was a video from Japan and it's just playing Frozen music because the Frozen Cavalcade was coming through. That is weird. And, uh, and it would be weird to not have the cultural representatives either. Oh, my gosh. I am so sad about that. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Like, that is part of the magic of Epcot to me. Um, so here's here's another question as we, we wrap up the Walt Disney World part. Um, yes, I saw your joke, uh, Paul. Um, but uh, will Epcot forever ever be played again, or will it still will it go straight to Harmonious uh, next year for the 50th? Ooh. I don't question. actually know. Like, or does Harmonious get pushed back further? Like, does it get delayed in, in Epcot forever comes back like next summer or something? Because I'm predicting nighttime spectaculars don't come back till 2021 summer. Yeah. If we're lucky spring break, um, but I would be shocked. Yeah, I would say that maybe we don't see Epcot forever again. Well, I don't, I don't think that we'll never see Epcot forever again. Never say never. Uh, we never thought that we would see Mickey's Mix Magic again. 
and please do a lot of Mickey's Mix Magic. But that was uh, just for Mooney. It's just for Murray. <laughs> I feel like that's a nighttime show they could have even now with the new normal because it's everywhere. You just throw up some more projectors. Yeah, yeah and you just dance. Yeah. That's just, how play the, that's... just play the music. It'll be fine. Okay, so yeah. you think Epcot Forever? Uh, I next. think that Harmonious will be the next uh, like residency of a show. Okay, and Jenny? I don't know what any of this means. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Roger thinks Epcot Forever will return in 2021 with Harmonious in fall 2021. I think that's actually a, probably a good guess. I endorse Roger. Yeah, I think Roger is probably no. close on that. Uh, and Mike also thinks that Epcot Forever will be back as well. Um, all right, let's keep moving along. Oh, one more thing to talk about Walt Disney World. What do you think of the new paint job for Cinderella Castle? Oh, I love it. That's fine. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think they did a nice job. It, I saw that more. It. it does. And I saw a picture of it tonight and it was surprised me at how much it pops at night too. Like it kind of glows in the dark almost, um, not in a iridescent way or anything. It just, it pops in the evening quite a bit as well. Um, so with everything that's going on, we now know that Hong Kong Disneyland is now reclosing tomorrow as everything else is opening. And uh, Tokyo Disney Resort is closing all of its events and programs basically through about a year from now. Um, it, it looks like the Hong Kong Disneyland thing will be shorter than the Tokyo Disney Resort thing. Um, but what do you think about these closures and cancellations? I, I feel a lot of ways. Um, I know that I literally just said that I'm glad that there are cast members that have a job, mm -hmm. uh, but I think that this is the right decision, um, and I think that it's very funny, uh, the, like, dichotomy almost of, like, Hong Kong seeing a very minor increase, and they're like, you know what, for the public safety of everyone, we're closing down. Meanwhile, uh, Florida is the epicenter of the world currently, and Walt Disney World's like, eh, go ahead, it's fine. Um, yep. I don't mean anything negative towards either park. I also think they're very different situations, um, and they're run by different organizations. Very different governments, yeah. Yes. Uh, but I think that this is something that the parks would benefit from. Uh, not even necessarily shutting down completely but taking phased steps of things are getting worse let's cut down park capacity let's do this or that or whatever Which i think that's probably what would happen at, at walt disney world as well is they would uh i could see them lowering capacity if, yes. if they felt like like that would be the first step um, I agree. what do you think about the tokyo events being uh canceled jenny um i think I think it's smart. I feel like they're looking far ahead and instead of saying it could open at this time, so you're like, okay, I only have to not, I'm only not working for like three more months and then it getting delayed and delayed. So I just think they're being, um, yeah, they're being proactive about it and thinking when will just, it's kind of the same situation as like a Broadway thing, you know, like where they kept saying we'll open in may or in april and then mm -hmm. it's september and now it's january and i think it actually could be like the fall of next year yeah mm -hmm. but, um you know so i think yeah i think it's a good idea to just 
Do you think they should do something similar in the States and just say, hey, you know what, we're not having any celebrations for the rest of the year or into the beginning of 2021, something like that, uh, mainly to set the expectations? I mean, we already know there's no Halloween celebration in Florida. I mean, I'm gonna be real sad if there's no Christmas, y'all. But I know, right? Like if I think, the park is open I think, and like no Christmas, I'll, I will be sad. I, I do the think this open, could be the year. This, be fine. <laughs> yeah, but, but this could be the year that there won't be a college band and there won't be a candlelight. That's so sad. And, and I think that's a real, I mean, that's a big possible reality that uh, we'll be facing. Yeah, I don't uh, yeah, you're not wrong, but like, why do you have to be so loud about it? <laughs> I'm just setting my own expectations. So when the first weekend of December comes, I'm not heartbroken. Um, we've spent many hours standing in town squares together. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, we have. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think you're right, though. They're they're making a, uh, a very good call by not uh, having these events in Tokyo. And I was talking to a annual pass holder out there i think yesterday or the day before and they were talking just about how um, a lot of pass holders aren't even sure if they're going to keep their passes for the foreseeable future just because they haven't been able to get back in the parks yet apparently and you can only get in on day tickets so um it'll be interesting to see how uh how that progresses and what ends up happening with that and um and you know it, it'll be it'll be what it'll be at the end of the day and uh the one thing i do know about disney is uh they tend to look out for people. And uh, part of that is they're looking out for cast members, part of it is they're looking out for guests, and part of it is they're looking out for their bottom line. And they know that when they take care of the other two, um, the bottom line gets taken care of as well. And so there's that delicate balancing act that they're they're trying to um, walk right now, or that, that tightrope, I guess. And I think they're doing it just about as good or better than anybody out there. And um, it'll be interesting to see how four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks um, happens, because we really haven't heard anything from Shanghai. Like, that seems to have gone pretty well. Um, yeah. Tokyo Disney seems to be going decently, and uh, and we'll see what happens with um, with Disney, uh, with Disneyland Paris and uh, the rest of Walt Disney World opening tomorrow or today, I guess, if you're in Paris already. But uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, and, and we'll keep following it and see what happens. Um, Mike, you're getting this put up just because I love this idea, is uh, he thinks that they will use Depp's magic recordings for Disney Plus, <laughs> and that would be amazing. Let's um, do it. I, I feel like that would be uh, a lot of fun. Um, as we wrap up tonight, though, I do want to uh, pop up. I had this sitting here for a couple of weeks, and I, every week I keep forgetting to bring this up. But our good friend Clocky, who is the ultimate postcard king, uh, sent us this postcard a couple weeks ago, and we appreciate it, and it's very cool. And Yay. let's see, can you guys see it? There you go. And oh, oh Alice and the lanterns. Yeah, so it's it's very fun. Thank you, Clocky, for thinking of us and for the smile that it brought to our faces. There's right now because they haven't seen it yet, but uh, <laughs> but I've gotten to look at it multiple times, and I love it. And uh, and uh, so. Uh, uh, sent from Disneyland is his Instagram handle, so make sure to check that out, and uh, you will love it. But we are running out of time tonight, so Katie, what should people do? Go to DopsMagic.com, check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. You can subscribe to our mailing list. You can also hit a little fancy button there that says Geeks Corner. It'll take you to past episodes. 
uh, where we yell about other things. Cool. And Jenny, what else should they do? Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Geeks Corner or on Twitter at The Geeks Corner because we have to be like a little fancier on Twitter. Yeah. Um, like shenanigans that we post tomorrow is wacky wednesday in which i force mr daps and katie and other members of the team to share fun facts about themselves that, so look at them them going oh what am i gonna say yeah that's what and we do every week i post the fact i i decided i'm gonna do a different jingle every time so you never know oh, what that could be cool i'll be play on my toy piano <laughs> I love it. And also make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel because we've got lots of videos going up and uh, we might have some surprises coming up later this week if I can find them. I'm, I'm desperately searching through the archives to find them. So hopefully they work out and they will be fun for all of you uh, this weekend, hopefully is the plan. But uh, that is all the time we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye.